Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon, coming to you live from the studios Grace FM Colorado, which is a radio network that reaches about 80% of the population of Colorado. And I know that not only is Grace FM carrying this program, but so is Hope FM and Truth FM. So is Refuge and Rock FM and many other um, FM stations around the country. We're grateful that you have uh, decided to spend some time with us uh, to talk about the things of the Lord, to pray, uh, to be encouraged in the things of the Lord together. Uh, So give me a call. That's the way the show works. If you're just tuning in for the very first time, the phone number to be on the air with me is 303-690-3000, or you can text one, uh, question in, 720-336-0, wait a minute, (laughs) 720-336-0897. 0897. I had to get that through. Uh, but that is a dedicated text line. Please don't call it. We don't check it. We don't answer it. Uh, we the we don't even know what happens to the voicemail. That We try to turn all that stuff off, but we couldn't. Uh, it's only for texting. You've got to remember that. So if you're like, oh, I left a voicemail, the only way we'll answer voicemail is if you call through the church number uh, here or your local church. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. Give us a call and text me directly. So we're studying on our Wednesday night Bible study. I hope your church still does a midweek service. Uh, I know that it hasn't been a popular thing, kind of going the way of Sunday night services, actually, uh, where many years ago, uh, Sunday night services were canceled for a variety of reasons. Now churches, even Calvary's, are canceling Wednesday night services all over. And and I know there's reasons that's great, but we just have a conviction to uh, not cancel it. We are gathering together. And uh, yeah, maybe the numbers are a little bit less than there were 10 years ago, but that's fine. It's not about the numbers. It's about getting the Word of God into people's hearts and minds. And, and so we uh, gather together every Wednesday night, um, and we study the Bible together. It's, you know, for a larger church, uh, Wednesday nights is kind of cool because we're able to engage in Acts 2.42 together where we are uh, continuing steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine, in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayer. And I know that Wednesday nights have been kind of replaced with small groups. We do both. We do Wednesday nights and small groups. And that way... Uh, there's choices for people to engage within the body life so that they can learn to engage in the community life. So think of it this way. Uh, as you gather together, you are in the Word of God together. You're praying. We pray together. We stop 
And we don't talk about prayer, and it's not just Ed, Pastor Ed praying from the pulpit. We pray together in small groups. Uh, we um, take communion together. We have communion available every Wednesday night at Calvary Church. And we are able to sing together, fellowship together, and be encouraged like a midweek, the Wednesday hump day, midweek encouragement in the word. We're in First Peter, and like Hebrews on the weekends, we're going verse by verse through Hebrews. Peter has been so encouraging to me. As Pastor Peter's writing to a group of suffering saints, and it is so encouraging to hear all that he has to say. Uh, so we looked at the precious blood of Jesus last night, the valuable blood of Jesus. Wow. I was so encouraged. So good. So, so good. So go on our website, calvaryco.church, or download our free app. I was able to introduce to a sister last night afterwards um, that she's like, is there a way, because we don't do CDs or tapes or anything anymore, and she just asked straight up. I mean, she's been in our church forever. Um, she was there standing with her friend Harry, and uh, Harry is there. He doesn't he doesn't know either. He says, is there a way? And I said, well, do you have the app? She goes, well, no, I don't have the app. So she pulled her phone out, and we stood there and downloaded right for her and showed her. I said, not only do you, can you get tonight's study, which the brothers will upload within a couple hours, but you can get every study we've ever taught here that was recorded, uh, with the exception of the first time I think I went through Revelation. And we might have lost a few studies here and there, but like every study for 20 years. And of course, I'd like to redo some of those earlier studies, but they are what they are, right? Uh, and God used them. But you can download the app and use and and study the Bible with us, and you can subscribe to uh, our updates and get communication from us. Just go to your website. We tested it last night. Just go to your website or go to your app store. Put in the my name, Ed Taylor. Boom, the the app will pop up, and you can download it for free. And you can stay in touch with us and connect with us. Something special happened today. We've been working on some projects, and they're all kind of dropping at the same time. But something special happened today. We published a mini book that right now is available on Amazon only, only on Amazon. The physical books aren't here yet. They're ordered, uh, and they're printing, and they should be here shortly. But uh, we published a book that I wrote recently called You're Going to Get Through This, or You're Going to Get... Uh, <laughs> Maybe you should get the right title, Ed. I've been working on so many things that uh, I better just quote it right so you can f look it up uh, directly. Uh, you will make it through. That's what we titled it. You will make it through. Uh, if you go to Amazon.com, you can download your copy today. Uh, we're going to have it at the church here very soon. Uh, and We'll probably put it up. We're working on a new store feature for our church as well with all of our merch, all of our clothing line. Uh, and some of the projects I've got. So we've got a big, this is the mini book, You Will Make It Through. Uh, and if you just type that in with my name, Ed Taylor, it should pop up. And uh, we're ready to go. It's It dropped today, man. I'm telling you, Cassandra has been working overtime getting these projects done. So And, and during COVID, that's the thing. Like COVID afforded some opportunity to me to work a little extra hard um, well, probably a lot extra hard, but a little extra hard to uh, study ahead so I could have some free time so I could finish these projects so I could get them into Cassandra's hands 
and she could do her overtime work in working it through. So we did this one, and it's really it's it's inspired this this book. You'll make it through this mini book is inspired by the uh, sense of COVID, the ongoing thing. It's not a COVID book, but it'll apply to any like sudden trial uh, and what the Bible has to say. Any sudden challenge. The big book we're working on. Uh, that should drop very, very soon here, We're, we are right at the finish line, is entitled God's Help for Your Troubled Heart. It's been in the works for a couple years now, uh, and it's been in the works for seven, um, seven and a half years since my son passed away. And, uh, and so it is, um, it is something that has to be in your hands and in the hands of everyone that's suffering. Um, it, it's not one of those books where your mind is blown and you're, oh this is brand new and you know some of the sensational out of this world oh um, those of you that know me know I'm not like that it's just the word and it's the word spoken through a broken man a hurting man with all the drama that goes with not only uh, your son being in a coma and all of the shenanigans that were around him and having things outside of your control and and the wickedness of man, and the lies and deceits, and all the things you face. Who am I? I'm not. I, I, I'm not facing anything you haven't faced. And and so, as we are uh, 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 over time, as God is processing that, and I'm going to the Word. Um, I taught a series of messages for our church that we've edited and developed into a book, and I can't wait to get that into your hands. But today. You will make it through it. A mini book dropped on Amazon. It is available right now for you. Um, I wanted to fill some of this time till the phone lines come up, but you de- you need to get it. You need to get it as a gift. It's perfect for Christmas. It's smaller. Uh, it's easy. It's easy to read. Um, I'm very happy with it. We're going to be putting out more and more little mini books and resources in writing because I just think sometimes you, you hand people. A book, a pamphlet, and it just ministers to their heart. Um, and so the uh, the resource of, you know, we um, we recently we we have a great ministry here. It's a super hard. As I'm thinking about it, give me a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Text me seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We have a ministry here that ministers to uh, moms who have lost children, babies, um, through miscarriage or stillbirth. Uh, it is a birth, like our cancer ministry was birthed out of a mom who experienced that particular pain. And one of the things that, that we do here is that if we, if it is requested um, through a stillbirth or a miscarriage, we will put a package together of a little baby blanket that was handmade by someone in our church and resources on grief um, and send it to them as a memorial so that we acknowledge to them that those babies were real, alive, and precious. Because you know the world doesn't do that. The world, and I know it's I'm, I'm entering into some difficult territory for some of you, but I think you need to hear this. <clears throat> On the encouragement side, you know, those of you precious moms that had a miscarriage, people were just like, well, you can just have another baby. What? What are you talking about? I lost the precious baby that was inside of me. And we validate that. 
and I'm grateful for Chris, um, who taught me a lot. You know, I, I've unfortunately been at the hospital bedside of moms holding their own stillborn baby. It's one of the worst things that I've ever had to watch experience. Unbelievable. But there's a tangible. So the whole point I'm making is there's something tangible about giving a tangible gift. There's something like it takes the spiritual and puts it into reality. And I wrote these books and pamphlets not for the sake of pontificating, but just like I, I have the in my in my mind, just kind of kind of when I'm preparing a Bible study, I have in mind you and I sitting across the table from each other, and let's just talk about it biblically, kind of like the show. Let's just talk about it biblically. Let's just let the Word of God flow through our conversation and meet you where you are, because the Word of God is not just a book. It's the voice of God. It's his, it's his revelation. And uh, we're honored to be a small part. So the book dropped today. You can follow us on social media if you forget the title. But order it. It's called You Will Make It Through. You Will Make It Through. And you can put my name there. And this is um, available on Amazon for you. And I, Amazon.com right now. And then when we, let you, when we get some in the building... We'll let you know how to do that too. But you need right now on Amazon, you will make it through by Ed Taylor. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. We do have someone on the line now. Jerry's calling from Denver, Colorado. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hi, Ed. How are you today? Good, man. What's up? I was just calling in for prayer. Um, we've... Me and my wife, we lost a daughter about two years ago, and so it's starting to become a division between us. My faith has me looking forward, wanting to persevere and get to the time where we're reunited again, but my wife wants to keep looking backwards. She's very bitter and angry towards God about taking a child from her and not letting her grow up. You know, I see the good in it that God's holding treasure for us for the other side. But my wife is just really negative and bitter about it. And it's starting to come to the point where it's affecting our relationship. Because she, you know, she doesn't want to, she doesn't, it just hurts every time that she's got to hear Christian music. That's all I want to listen to. Um, She doesn't want to pray with me anymore. I mean, she doesn't want to talk about the things of God with me. She's just so bitter towards it. And. I could just really use some prayer. I'll definitely pray for you. Is she open to, you know, it's unfortunate, but this is a predictable response to grief. Um, you know, you even the world understands one of the phases of grief is anger. And for you and I, for us as believers, if we nurture that anger and we dwell in that anger, it quickly becomes bitterness, becomes rooted in our lives and, and before you know it, we're identified by the pain and not by the victory um, and not by the hope. And and we, it, it's hard. Um, and and I, I can grasp the place that you're in uh, and the reality that you're in, that you guys are on opposite sides. But have you guys, has, is she open in any way to get any kind of help with her grief? I'm not trying to talk her out of her view of God right now, not trying to... You know, because I know how it feels like, you know, come on, honey, um, it's it, we're going to be okay and we're going to make it through, but not that piece, but just really walking her through through the grief. Um, is she open to that? 
mean, she, she says she is until it comes time to actually doing it and applying it. And it's, uh, oh, I don't, can't do that right now, or we don't have time for this. And it just lets everything else get in the way of, you know, of the spiritual side. She's, you know, she, she distracts herself with uh, what's here in front of me right here, right now, and, you know, doesn't want to look beyond that. So that's where we start yeah. struggling. It's just, I, I just want to focus on what's in front of my face and nothing further than that well let's pray i know um i I think that if i had to give you any kind of uh, encouragement i would say to continue to cultivate your own walk with the lord continue to to grow in the things of god and i would just pray i'm going to pray this in over you but i'm also going to tell you that you pray and you walk in the patience of god with your wife that you're patient with her i know it hurts i know it's scary some of the things she's saying, some of the ways that she's ask, answering uh, and talking is very scary. Um, in, in many ways right now, the wife that is responding to grief is not the similar same wife that you had previously. Um, and that's to be expected. And, and as you cultivate your walk with the Lord, that will also give you a patience to love your wife as she is right now. You know, one of the things that God gave us as men instructions in the word um, is this instruction. Uh, it's, let me get to it. Um, I, it says, let me make sure I get the right one here. He says, husbands, this is um, Peter writing in First Peter chapter 3. He says, husbands, likewise, I want you to dwell with your wives with understanding. Um, and that that idea of dwelling is to um, stay put, stay close, uh, to build up. Uh, it's it has the idea of a of the opposite uh, is to demolish. So not demolishing, but building up and dwelling and staying put. And I know it's super challenging. Grief, um, Marie. You know, Marie and I after our son was a little older. Uh, he was twenty six. And I'm sure we experienced similar emotions that you and your wife did. And, and it was a pretty dark place here for a while um, for both of us. You know, we're dealing with grief ourselves. Uh, we're dealing with grief of our children. We're dealing with the suddenness. The, we're dealing with a, a side of, you know, what Eddie's family that decided against him. Uh, we're dealing with all kinds of things. It was a very dark time. And I'm grateful for the patience of God. We were able to get through that dark time. And I know your wife is able to get through that dark time. And I know it's scary uh, for you. And the last thing you want to do is to respond in fear. Because, you know, whenever we respond in fear, we try to take control. And what your wife doesn't need right now is control. What she needs is freedom. Um, she needs you to love her. And I'm, I, know, I know you are, uh, but I just want to plant those seeds into your heart. And so, Father, I pray for Jerry. I pray that you would comfort his heart as he wrestles with all of this. You know, he wants hope. He wants to be reunited. He loves, um, he loves you, and, and he misses his daughter. And he also misses his wife, God. And I just pray you would strengthen him as he learns how to dwell um, with his wife, building her up, even in the most darkest times. I pray for mercy upon this home, um, upon the other children, uh, for this family, 
and and for the deep recesses of grief that have um, bored down deep into Jerry's wife's heart, and that you would comfort her. Your word says that you're the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. And I just pray that comfort and over her and that patience over Jerry. And we do that and pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. That. I appreciate it. Hey Jerry, we have a, we have grief share here. Uh, it's a it's a group that meets together. Um, to to we've got special one day services called Surviving the Holiday. It's coming up in November. If you want information on that, email me. I'll put you in contact with Bob. Okay, I will do that. Thank you. Okay, God bless you, man. Thanks, Ed. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, I know grief just uh, wrecks a person. And, and it's, it, when I think of this precious woman, Jerry's wife, I think, you know, grief was so deep in um, Job's wife, remember, that Job's wife told him, why don't you just curse God and die? That's how miserable it was. For many years before Eddie passed away, I would make a joke out of that passage because uh, you, you can make a real quip. You know, those of you that know me, um, I'm not the best jokester. Um, most of my jokes fall flat, but that one doesn't fall flat, you know, where you kind of make a joke. Ha, ha, ha. How would you like to be married to Job's wife? Ha, ha. Everybody gets a quick laugh. And then you can, with a laugh, you can always teach a real strong doctrine after that. But I have a different perspective on Job's wife now. And I believe those words were words of a broken, hurting, maybe angry, frustrated, grieving mom. And she looked at Job and said, it's almost like she looked at Job and like, Job, you're hurting, I'm hurting too. And maybe expressing some anger at God too, perhaps. Curse God and die. Just be over. Just stop complaining and you know, it's just some of the hurtful things we might say to each other in our marriages or in our in our grief. And it's, so it's real. And I want to validate for that for anyone listening in. It's real. And I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. It's it's brutal. And then you have other complications. If you have to grieve and then you've got to, like I think of those grieving during COVID right now. It's just so unfair. You know, whenever there's a loss and we have a loved one, there's always people going after the money. Money will jack a person up, I'll tell you what. Whether it's money out of insurance uh, insurance claims or it's, or it's fear. If, if something happens, this will just bankrupt me. And then you just make really bad decisions. And you don't think of the human. Um, you think of the practical. <clears throat> it's just hard. So may the Lord encourage you and strengthen you. 303. 690-3000. Rachel's calling from Wellington, Colorado. Rachel, welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. Well, I I have a well, I guess I have a question and possibly a prayer request. Okay. So I have about a month ago I got a new boss. Um I work in accounting. And he He's a really, like, he's very knowledgeable and everything like that, but he's very anti-Christian, and he knows I'm a Christian. Um, okay. I've worked there for six years, and I've I've taken my Bible into lunch for years and just read it 
read it over my lunch in the kitchen. And he'll make comments about, like, oh, Christians are just brainwashed and, um, like, oh, they, they've murdered people for years and, um, and just, or if I'm just talking and he'll, he'll just be like, oh, did you just swear? And it's like, no, I, I don't swear. And it's just like, I just get so to like discouraged and I, I'm like praying for him. And then I'm like, well, I don't even know what's the point. Cause it's like, he's so anti-Christian that like, I, I'm like, I don't even know what the point of praying for him is. But then it's like, no, that's that's living in the flesh, and I have to pray for him. But it's just really hard. It is really hard. Um, I remember back into my um, my years in the corporate world, I worked for a lot of interesting bosses, um, and some were, you know, some were kind and gentle, and others were... Um, you know, super, super difficult to work with uh, in more than one way. And um, <clears throat> I think the, the reality of, of working through in an environment of such deep oppression is so hard. And my heart's with you. Um, but it is worth praying because we're not only, pr- you know, when we pray, we're we're drawn to God, right? So that that's a neat that's one benefit right out of the gate of praying. But we're also as we're praying for our boss, our hearts soften. It's hard to be angry with someone when we're praying for them. Um, it's hard to be continually angry with them, I should say, when we're praying for them. And and I think your steady, consistent temperament and testimony will go a long way. You and you have to remember, you may never see it. You may never experience what you're doing with your boss. Uh, you may never experience. I remember on one occasion, I had a really, really, really worldly boss. He wasn't so mean, but he definitely did not value. You know, he didn't care if I worked on Sundays. He didn't care about my how I re- worked, how I exercised my religion in his mind. Like he, he was he. He wasn't mean. He just had no compassion. He just a guy after the buck. And I was, I worked for him. So, you know, he, he believed that he could tell me what to do. And, and, and I needed to do it because I had, I was raising a young family and I needed to learn. God was testing me as a believer. How do I work with this guy? And I remember I was praying for him and I don't remember why. And he had just got married. I don't know, second or third marriage. I don't remember which. And he just got married. And I felt like the Lord told me, go buy him a Bible and give it, sign it, and give it to him. And I remember talking to God, kind of like Peter did when the sheet came down. No way! If I give him a Bible, he's going to fire me. Because there was also rules at, at our company, you know, that no religion can't talk about it. Uh, you could be fired on the spot. And then the Lord's telling me go and give him a Bible. I'm like, no way! There's no way! Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. But I did. And I remember, man, I was so nervous. Uh, I called, I made an appointment with his secretary, because he's like, what was he? He was like vice president of something. He was one way, one one level above being the head of the whole company or below. And and I'm like, man, this is the end. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm praying over that Bible. I got my appointment. I walk up the stairs to his office, sit, wait for him to call me in. You know, he calls me in. I'm so intimidated, so nervous. He goes, what you got there? And I said, well, Steve, I know that you recently got married and you know I'm a Christian and Marie and I just wanted to give you this Bible for your new marriage. 
And he kind of laughed and he goes, oh, what, so kind of you. Thank you. Go back to work. And that was it. He, he didn't fire me, but he also didn't you know, thank me or hug me or nothing. And I lost touch with him. I don't know what happened to him. But I do know my whole point is this. I know that as I began to live as a believer, God softened my heart. It didn't make it any easier in that sense because people were still people. Um, but mm-hmm. but I had this confidence that only comes from the Lord that I'm, God put me here. This is how he's providing for my family. He's the one that put me here. My boss didn't put me here. God put me in this place. And as, you know, and I can think of all the pieces of, the, of that puzzle. And that if I just obey God, he's going to use me in this place. And that's what I would encourage you um, to take that approach as well. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Ed. All right. Bye-bye. You hear the music very hard in this world, but we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half. Uh, The first half went by so quickly as it usually does, and we're back on the second half of today's program. This is Calvary Live. If you're just joining us, my name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Aurora is a Denver suburb here in beautiful Colorado, and we are here uh, serving our community in some of the most challenging times. Would you pray for your pastors and their wives and their families and the spiritual leaders of your church? Uh, COVID, restrictions, politics has made things a lot more challenging uh, to uh, many, many leaders these days, um, such so, so divisive, so uh, hard, um, just challenged. And um, just encouraged by um, the faithfulness of God and <clears throat> wanting to know that um, we want to be faithful. We want to be faithful in all that God is doing, and but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for. Um, I'm just thinking of the team as I was looking at our team yesterday in our staff meeting. Uh, socially distanced, of course, and masked. We've been doing our staff meetings. Why? Because we care about each other, and uh, we have people that have high risk um, parents in nursing homes. We have people that are high risk with asthma, and uh, we have people that are high risk um, in terms of where their spouses work and all of that. So we, we, as much as we don't like it, I don't know how many, I, I'm not sure, I, I never take a poll, I don't know how many on our staff really like having to wear masks when we're walking around the offices and all this extra cleaning. I see everybody cleaning so much. It's, I mean, on one hand, it's a beautiful blessing. On the other hand, it's very challenging. But I was looking looking out at, at them yesterday and just thinking of all the things that um, you know they're going through. It's not just the pastors. I, I do want you to pray for pastors, but it's it's all the team. It's all the those that are serving within a church capacity. We we want to we want to serve our community. Uh, that's our heart. Our heart is not you know don't let don't let people uh, twist the whole thing with the church. Please don't let the the culture shape your thinking about the church. Uh, we're not so concerned about opening the building and having people in for a Bible study. That 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 is not the that like we just because you can't tell us what to do we're going to open our doors no 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 that that that's not the heart of a pastor the heart of a pastor is knowing 
that the gathering of the saints in one location is both for believers and unbelievers alike, and that God designed it, just like marriage. God designed marriage. Man didn't invent marriage. God made marriage, and God made the church. And and an important, vital component of the church is the corporate gathering. It's it's both for believer and unbeliever alike. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. It's both for believer and unbeliever alike. Uh, for the believer, it's to edify and build them up so that when they come in, they leave stronger and more knowledgeable about God and his great love for them. For the unbeliever, it's so they can be in the atmosphere of God's movement among his people like no other place and that they might be convicted of their sins as they're reminded of the love of God. To me, it's just unbelievably beautiful uh, and awesome and glorious. And it's so vital that you understand his great love for you. So we're not just like, oh, we're going to open our doors just because we want to open our doors. Uh, we're going to open our doors because it's from God. And... And then I think of what we're doing here at Calvary Church. Like I think our building is the cleanest it's ever been, in, ever, 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 ever. Um, I, I don't know of another time um, <laughs> that our church has been so clean. Uh, it's been glorious. Uh, it's been beautiful. Uh, it's been amazing uh, to see. Even last night, I was. Uh, I didn't get a chance to help clean last night because I had. Uh, people that wanted to talk to me all the way until I walked out the door, but I was scanning the room and just watching everybody clean, um, everybody. But but I am asking you to pray um, for your pastors. I'm asking you to pray for your um, for your um, uh, pastors' wives, the staff of your church, the lay leaders, uh, because it's a hard time. It's it's challenging. And you, and then you have pastors getting distracted in things that don't matter and teaching their church to be distracted in things that don't matter. And, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I just think that we need to get our eyes on the Lord. I've been teaching in Hebrews and we're right where we need to be looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who when faced these, um, when faced with, um, with, when faced with, the illegal threat of murder, he submitted to it. It was part of the plan of God. And whatever's happening in our country today, it's part of the plan of God. And I trust God's plan more than my plan. That's why we pray in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus' name uh, because that, that means according to your will, God, according to your way. I'm I'm asking these things, but I'm ultimately um, yielding to you. Give me a call. Lines wide open. 303-690-3000. Uh, if you were just joining us, we uh, finished a project today. We've got a lot of projects. One of the things COVID did was give us some time to catch up on things. Uh, I, I got ahead. I didn't... Um, oh, I, I didn't... Um, uh, have the luxury of slowing down because I've been teaching every weekend without going
going to conferences or anything, um, being taught teaching at conferences, which I had a lot planned for 2020. Uh, I had some really cool ones um, that got canceled, um, but I study ahead so that I can do other projects. So we just dropped a mini book today on Amazon. Uh, so go to amazon.com and search You Will Make It Through by Ed Taylor. You will make it through. Make a great gift for this current crisis, uh, this current difficulty, just that admonition and encouragement that you're going to make it through. Sometimes you just need somebody to remind you what the Bible has to say that you're going to make it through. Um, and so that book's available. It's a mini book, but we're working on the big book. Uh, we've got the big one we've been working on for years called God's Help for the Troubled Heart. And pray for us. We are at the finish line. We are right there. We're so close. Uh, so go to Amazon. I have now, there's two books available, Ordinary Servant and you will make it through. And we're working on the next one. Should be done not even weeks from now. We're going to go over to Pennsylvania now. Uh, I missed this call, so I'm glad that I see it now. Uh, Rick, welcome to the program. Thank you, and I appreciate your program. Thank you very much. What's going on? Well, I have a question. Um, I'm not quite clear. It's in Proverbs. It talks about um, that a brother in Christ is born for adversity. Yes. And... I work in a factory uh, in Downingtown there, and uh, I run, a, run across a lot of Christian brothers that, who's, you know, and I'm not judging. I'm not trying to take the beam or uh, splinter out of their eye at all, but I just need some clarification because they're always argumentable, but they're always ready to start trouble. They're always concerned about things. It's none of their business. And if you're not uh, part of that, then they say you're not. A Christian, you're not saying I'm not saved because I don't chat and talk a lot. I'm quiet and kind of reserved. But that that one verse, I've been leaning on that verse, but I don't quite understand it. Could you uh, clarify that verse for me? Well, I think the emphasis in that verse in Proverbs is the word adversity. That when adversity comes, there is a, a, a beautiful. Uh, spiritual connection that we have with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't normally see it until there's adversity. Um, you know, when tough times come, this is there's two things you learn. Um, one, Rick, you learn who your friends are. And number two, you learn who your friends are not. Um, and those brothers, you know, I don't know the condition of all those guys that claim to be Christians and such. I do know that um, it takes time for people to mature uh, so it may be a maturity issue. It take maybe the, it might be a disobedience issue. Um, you may not be around. You may be around the people that say they're believers, but they don't live like that, and they may not be the ones that are believers. Um, so I don't always agree, or you know, necessarily accept people that say, "Oh, I'm saved." Well, like James says, "You you say you're saved, just show me by your works." You know, you'll tell you'll show me your relationship with God by how you live your life. And you may just have people as you're as they're living their life yes. are not um, really reflecting the love of God uh, and the care and concern of God. So, <clears throat> the uh, if we focus on the adversity of that verse, then you can see that that's a special time. But I do believe the first part of friend love at all times is definitely illustrated by the life of Jesus Christ. Um, yes, he gives. Um, he gives insight of what it is of a believer that's been touched by the agape love. I know in my life, 
as a, I, I'm a very different man than before I was saved. And one of the attributes that changed in me is that I love people because truly before I was saved, I really didn't care much about people at all. And I know that's sad. I'm not proud of it. It's just the facts. And, and so a, a friend, you know, someone that's connected is going to be loving. They're going to stand thick and thin. They're going to be in your corner. They're going to, they're going to be with you. And you just may be with a few guys that are not representing uh, the love of God at all. Okay. All right, Ed, thank you so much. You're welcome, brother. Bye-bye. I think that's one of the great disappointments uh, that we face in the body of Christ um, when believers and unbelievers are revealed. Um, I know in adversity, I, I know, you know, kind of with the theme of what's going on today, I know uh, surrounding some de- the deep uh, difficulty with my son, uh, we had revealed to us who our friends were and who our friends were not. And even behavior that's that you just makes you shake your head. I, I'm not God. I can't judge someone's salvation or not. But brutal, man, brutal. I think the I think I mentioned it in a message once. Uh, some of the not not some of it used to be some of but now it's the greatest pain i've ever experienced was it was from people was was from the church i'm currently a part of and people that used to attend that church of course they don't anymore because they run away after their after their decisions right and but the greatest pain i've ever experienced in life was from believers in this church or people that said they were believers in this church that that's just uh, that's just the way it is the greatest the greatest betrayal of Jesus was from his inner circle it's just the way it is and betrayal stinks but it's going to it's going to hurt a lot by the people that are closest to you that's just the way it is there's nothing you can do to stop it nothing and you know that when you start to try to reason with unreasonable people like, there's just no way. And you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, it doesn't. Because it doesn't make logical sense. It doesn't make spiritual sense. And so I'm just sorry. It sounds like there's a lot of pain out there, and I'm sorry. Um, just really challenging. But the Lord is faithful, right? We we can't end at the pain. We got to, like, like many of the Psalms, you have to end with the Lord, not with the pain. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. I want you on the air. Uh, give me a text if you want to text me and you're in a safe place, 720-336-0897. Asking for prayers. We got a text come in. Asking for prayers for my husband and I to conceive. I'm losing my faith and hating God for keeping me from getting pregnant. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm also going to remind you that what you're experiencing is not God keeping you from getting pregnant. There could be a lot of different reasons um, for what's happening in your body. Uh, for what we know that our bodies were are broken because of sin. I'm not ne- I'm not saying necessarily that you specifically sinned, but in the general sense, we all have broken bodies because of sin. And I would be careful when I begin to turn against God who's been so good to me, the author of my life, 
the author of, of my life. And he knows your heart to conceive. And he knows your heart to have a baby. Uh, he knows your heart to be a mom and, and to experience it in your womb. But you also want to be open to experience it perhaps outside of your womb through foster parenting or foster parenting to adopt or adoption. Um, I know my mom was unable to conceive her entire life. And so my mom and dad decided to adopt two children and I was one of them. And I'm sure it pained her and hurt her on an emotional level that I can never experience. But my mom and dad decided to move forward and share their love with a baby that um, that was in the adoption system. And, and so I want to encourage that. I don't want you to completely write off being a mom. Um, but I do honor. I, I mean, it's like Hannah. Hannah uh, in the Bible was just distraught because she couldn't conceive. But Hannah didn't take the approach. I want you to know that Hannah didn't take the approach of being of hating God. No, she was crying out to God. And she said, if God, if you let me have a baby, I'm going to dedicate it. And the baby that she had, she gave to God and didn't even get to raise him. Her heart was so in tune. So as you get your eyes back on the Lord, he's going to comfort you and encourage you. And I pray God for this sister who desires her womb to be open. I pray that you would open her womb according to your will and that you would help her with her hatred toward you and her anger and her frustration. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Hi, I was reading Leviticus. I noticed that with the sacrifices, lamb, sheep, do not give a sweet aroma to the Lord. And I was wondering why that was when all the other animals and grains do. Um, that that's a great question. Uh, I would only say, I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I would say that God is able to identify what brings him great pleasure, what smells good to him, you know, by way of metaphor, what brings him pleasure, what brings him delight. And when he dedicates and declares something that brings him delight, doesn't necessarily mean other things don't mean bring him delight, but that's something special to him, and it becomes a sweet smelling aroma. And your life now for us. So I want to take that question into from Leviticus into the the new covenant, the New Testament. And when you hear of that sweet smelling aroma, um, you know you have. Um, let me see if I can find it here. I don't have my Bible here, so I'm using my computer. But I think it's in Corinthians um, where he says. Let me see, sweet. No, I don't think that's it. Uh, well, in Philippians, uh, nope, that's uh, walk in Christ. So Ephesians 5.2, walk in love as Christ also loved us, given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And so, you know, with Jesus Christ, he becomes the last and final sacrifice and that sacrifice, those sweet-smelling aroma sacrifices were pointing to the one, because that's all that matters today in the New Covenant, the one sweet-smelling, and that's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Great observation and great question. It's the, the, it's the uh, pieces of, that make um, Bible study fun. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. To Eaton, Colorado, Mike is calling 
Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed, how are you? Great, how are you doing? I'm great. Um, my question is on Psalms 103, verse 3. It talks okay. how, it says in there how he um, forgives all our iniquities and heals all of our diseases. And I feel like as Christians, I just want your take on the verse because I probably don't understand it right. But I feel like we believe the first half of that verse, but we don't live like we believe the second half. Does that Yeah, I understand that. I think that we have a whole segment of the church today of that that kind of live in the second and and forget the first half. You know, you have the whole Pentecostal charismatic primarily displayed on television but popularized by guys like uh, what's that guy in Texas, Joel Osteen and Kenneth Copeland, in uh, that whole prosperity, health and wealth type doctrine, Creflo Dollar, I see a lot um, that emphasize the healing of diseases and and almost overemphasize it. But like you're identifying, both sides are true, and in order to understand both sides, we need to understand the context. So understand the context of this. Both parts of this verse are true. God both forgives all iniquities and he heals all diseases. But the forgiving of all iniquities puts this text into eternity, not merely walking on earth. It's eternity. It's going to be the day that all your iniquities are forgiven and complete is when day by day, and fully commit, fully consummated in the presence of God. That's the iniquities. And I believe the disease part is, is well. If, if you're still alive today, like you and I are, then we are still disease-ridden in some ways. We're not, we're not getting better in our bodies. Our bodies are deteriorating. Um, I don't know about you, but I wear glasses. Do you wear glasses? No, not yet, but I should. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to wear glasses. And there was a season there where my eyes were getting worse. I get new prescription all the time. And now something's happened where the doctor says, no, your eyes are going to get a little bit better. But you know what? They're always, unless God does something supernatural, of course he can if he would, but, or I could get surgery, I guess. But unless something supernatural happens, my eyesight is impaired and it's impaired because I was born in sin and I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. So that if my iniquities being forgiven has both a now and then uh, application, so does the healing of diseases. Uh, And the healing of diseases, if you're alive today, then you are the product of disease being healed. Uh, You're the product of God's hand upon your life. But ultimately, you are going to die of your final iniquity. Did you know that? Mm, No. uh -uh. You're going to die because you were born in sin. And the wages of sin is always death. Oh, okay. So physically, you're going to die of your last iniquity. And also, physically, you're going to die of your last disease, whatever that might be. Because this world is not our home. So this verse has both a now and a future reference to it. It's not a guarantee that every sickness will be healed. Um, because we're all living with sickness every day of our life. There's some, we are not what we're meant to be. We won't be what we're meant to be until then. And the forgiveness of iniquities, the, the reality is that we're always sinning um, and that we're continually sinning and the forgiveness of God is appropriated there, but we're not going fulf- to experience the fullness of full forgiveness in its beautiful, glorious form until we're with him face to face. So it's true with diseases. And I would just give one more final observation that you could follow up. I agree with you 
that we tend to have a faithless church and we tend to have a faithless approach to the almighty power of God. And, and, I, and that's one of our sins. Um, we just don't trust God. That is a human condition. And, and so this whole group, you know, that kind of teaches falsely on, on the radio and on, primarily on television, but some of the guys are on radio, they, they overemphasize something that God never overemphasized. Uh, and that God never taught. God never taught that, you know, you would never have disease. Of course you will. And, and another way of looking at this could be, another way of looking at this is that anytime you experience healing, that healing only came from God because he heals all diseases, right? So you can look at it yeah. two different ways. Okay. Yeah, I guess I was just assuming that all of our, I just translated as all of our iniquities were forgiven once we were born again because we were righteous in God's eyes. So that's where I sure. took it wrong. No, no, no. Well, no, let me let me clarify that. That is an accurate statement, but it's only looking at one aspect of forgiveness. So what you just said, you're right. You experience the fullness as if like that's the doctrinal teaching. So you got that fancy word that is to, used to describe what you just dis- declared, justification. When you were born again, you were forgiven of all of your sins, past, present, and future. You were justified and made right in the sight of God by faith. That's true. However, that's not the entirety of your life. You still continue to live being conformed into the image of Christ. That's another fancy Bible doctrine word called sanctification. And then from sanctification, that, that's a process that goes through your whole life that's going to end and culminate in another doctrinal word of when you're in face-to-face with God in your glorification that's when you're going to experience for all eternity a sinless life, and that's when you're going to experience for all of eternity a diseaseless life. Only then. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. I'm glad I called you. <laughs> that's a great question. For a Thanks for time. asking. All right. All God right. bless you. Thanks, Pastor. Bye-bye. You too. Good stuff, you know, and I think that uh, that we may not know all the theological words, but just like our brother described, he he understood that fullness of being made right in the sight of God, justification. Another way of remembering that word is just as if I never sinned. That's how God sees you in Christ. However, as you're walking by faith, you stumble and fall. You say things with your mouth. You make mistakes. You believe or sin. Don't ever believe somebody who says, oh, you're sinless perfect." perfectionism this side of eternity that's not true uh we stumble and fall but we also get back up if we first john 1 9 if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness isn't that so good so we're almost done with the show today we dropped a new mini book today so excited a project that we got done pretty quickly in the midst of everything else. But it's go to Amazon right now. It's only available on Amazon. We'll let you know when the print the print version should be here in a week or two. Uh, it's already ordered, ready to be printed. Um, but the Amazon version, and you can order your own copy right now on Amazon. Go to Amazon.com and put in, you will uh, make it through, I think is, um, I forgot the title again. I'm sorry. Uh you will make it through. That's the title. Just put You Will Make It Through by Ed Taylor. I have two books now on Amazon. Ordinary Servant is our basic leadership training book and then um, and disciple making book. And then You Will Make It Through. That dropped today. It's a mini book, but we're still working on the big one. Um, we've got a, a new full-size release 
that's coming very soon um, called God's Help for Your Troubled Heart. And that has been birthed. This book is, this little mini book is really good to encourage people that are going through trials, to encourage them. Sometimes your words aren't enough. So you want to put this in your hands. You want to put it as a stocking, stocking stuffer. Um, the full size book uh, is a gift that you can give for, for um, uh, I don't want to say necessarily deeper pains, but like people's just hearts are all messed up for a variety of reasons. Mine is, probably yours is. And what does God's Bible, what does the God have to say about that? We've, we've, it's almost like we've forgotten or never been taught a theology of suffering. And I don't take an academic approach, you guys that know me, I'm not. It's not an academic book, it's a heart to heart book. It's not a mind to mind book, it's a heart to heart book. So the Holy Spirit can use it. Same with the, anything I do. Um, it's all really applicational and uh, you need to put it in, you need to get it. So uh, today we dropped the mini book. Uh, it's called You Will Make It Through. It's on Amazon.com right now. Um, follow us on all our social media because that's where we let information, that's where we put information out. And uh, no matter where you're at, anywhere around the world, you can order it on Amazon. You Will Make It Through. Just uh, put that title in, put my name. It'll pop right up. Or you can go to our my social media and the link is in the bio. God bless you guys. Look forward to seeing you this weekend, studying the book of Hebrews, just growing in the grace of God. Uh, grateful, really, to be a small part of the huge work that God's doing in your life. Until next time, the Lord bless you, encourage you, and strengthen you by grace. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.